This is the Steve Zabin Show. You don't know what the hell you're doing! On the Team 980 and theteam980.com. What the hell is he doing? Here he is, the Zabe. Since we are off into the wild and not bound to just talk about sports and ERAs and draft picks, and there's nothing else going on, I am learning so much more about these murder hornets. And it is fascinating. Both ways. They're not unbeatable, Scott. They can be dealt with. In fact, Japanese honeybees know how to deal with them. Basically, they boil them in their hive. Here. Got a minute 38. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the audio play. I'll narrate it as well. These Japanese bees do not attack. Instead, they lure the scout inside. They're like, come on in, murder hornet. Still, Hi, bee. bees hang fire. Then one is caught. Oh. It's the signal the others have been waiting for. Oh! Oh, it's on now! They are just attacking. They did. They wait. Unfortunately, one per, one bee has to be the one to get eaten by the murder hornet, mm-hmm. and then the rest of them are like, "That's it! Jump him! Jump his ass!" <laughs> Why don't you just jump his ass when he's already inside the hive? Maybe the murder hornet knows to quickly fly out that he's preoccupied with eating Carl. Worker B number 10,1673. It's got a little name tag, little B name tag. Yeah. Hi. Carl. I'm Carl, father Hi. of 71, and I've uh, got 71 stings as well. Murder hornets like, oh, Carl is so good. Because remember, these uh, murder hornets are meat eaters. They eat other animals. They're not sipping on flower stamens and stuff like that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can just imagine. I mean, you can't even see the murder hornet anymore. There's so many bees on it. Sting him! Sting him! Sting him! Ow, Bill, that was me. You're stinging me. Oh, sorry, man. I thought I was stinging the murder hornet. No, watch where you're watch where you're poking that thing. For God's sake, it's my ass. Right. <laughs> sorry for not sharing with you, Scott. I'm going to go ahead and retweet right now, so you can find that atop my. Twitter feed at Zabe, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, sure. Echo. Tag me or I'll but go right to your video. Surrounded by vibrating bodies, the hornet at the core of the bee ball begins to overheat. Oh, so they're not even stinging it. This is how they, this is how they basically boil it. They That's just smother amazing. it pretty much. The bees yes. have the advantage. A heat tolerance two degrees above that of their enemy. At 40 Celsius, the aggressor is roasted alive. Roasted alive. Alive. It's 115 degrees for you and me, by the way, buddy. The wild bees have spent millions of years living with the enemy. That's why they alone. How about that? Nature, y'all. Ah, it's something right there. D- dogs, brah. That's now that's amazing. the. That's the uplift. And by the way, I never thought I'd root for any bee, ever. But the uh, 
you got, you got to root for the underdog B against the big, bad, new B on the block. B Mitch, but, sure. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, other, the, the bookend to that video is of a murder hornet attacking and killing a live mouse. Ugh. And it's not pretty. This hornet looks at it and says, I could take that. I could take that mouse right there. Sure. Looks like a whole Watch meat. this. What I need to know is, can it sting and use its mandibles to bite, bite, bite? Does it have both? I think it does. It seemed like it was stinging the mouse, and that was causing the mouse to go into painful convulsions as the toxins coursed through its tiny mouse body. God, that's graphic. Well, just saying. And then it took its uh, mandibles to try to dig into its fur and chomp, chomp, chomp. Somebody said on Twitter, yeah, yeah, murder hornet. I'd I'd take care of that murder murder hornet with one crisp rolled up newspaper. (laughs) Good night now. Just make sure you get it, because if you miss, then you're going to be worried about it. Yeah, they, I heard they antagonize easily. Actually, I haven't heard that at all. But the, just the fact that they're hanging you out. You just assume and, that they yeah. do. Yeah. Hello? Look at this. Yeah. The bee ball. The overheating bee ball sounds like the worst massage trick ever. Oh, honey, have I? Have, can I interest you in the, in the overheating bee ball? What? Mm, exactly. Yeah, right in my lower back. Text window, 330-99, Zabe. 907, Carl taking one for the team, taking one for the hive. Gotta love Carl. 570, murder hornets can't hit the curve. <laughs> Apparently, okay. Uh, this one, uh, 240, sports without fans is like sex without the girl. You can get, You can get a result, but nowhere near as good, in my opinion. Well, you're not wrong, but do you play baseball games in the shower like most men? Good God! Didn't think I was going to go there today, but okay. Just saying. I, mm-hmm. I hear you. We all want fans. We want the roar of the crowd. We want the excitement of a full stadium. All the sights, the smells, touches, the feelings. Ah, easy. But if we easy have to cigarette. play these games... Right, if we have to play these games in front of an empty stadium, then that's what we're going to have to do. The problem is nobody can agree on what's safe. What's safe? That's the toughest thing. I saw somebody say, but if one player tests positive, we're going to have to shut it all down again. And I thought to myself, is that realistic? Is that reasonable? Is that going to be the standard? Because if it is, you're setting yourself up to fail, you know. This thing is out there. We have over a million confirmed cases. They estimate easily 10 times as many that we haven't caught. So there's 10 million now. There's going to be 30 million minimum by the time we're deep into the summer. So you're telling me if one player who is at very little risk of negative outcomes from this. I mean, this is not my opinion. This is the numbers that they have found with the spread of this thing and, and who's most effective. The under-60 numbers, uh, uh, you know, it's very small. You're going to take one guy positive and say, that's it, we're shutting down the whole league again? I don't know, man. That's well, a tough call. The... Who's going to have the balls to come out and say it? Like, you know what? There's going to be players who test positive, and we're going to list them as – 
so-and-so out COVID-19. And he's going right. to quarantine, and he's going to get treatment, and then when he's healthy, he's going to be back, and we're going to press on. I'm not sure any league is ready to come out and say that publicly because the mood is not there yet, but maybe it will be come June 1st. Maybe the prospect of a $50 billion loss from an entire lost season will sharpen the mind. You were going to say, Scott. What about the stories from the Tony Baselli's of the world? Now, I know he's not a player any longer, but he's somebody who we believe was in decent shape and is certainly under 60. What happened to him? um, He he was five days in the hospital with COVID-19. This goes back a couple weeks ago. Actually, this goes back to the beginning of April. Says, I guess Mm -hmm. the thought that there's no way that this story is supposed to end up here, he told the Florida Times Union, it's nuts. I never felt like poor me or why me. You get sick, it happens. But the fact that I was in the hospital with coronavirus and crazy thoughts are going through my mind is like, I can't believe this is going on. The worst was my second day in ICU when they're upping my oxygen levels. That was probably the lowest, scariest moment. Um, former NHL enforcer George LaRock also. Uh, Edmonton Euler, um, his story came out, I think, Zabe, within the last couple days that, yeah, he had it, it developed into pneumonia in both lungs. He said sure. this is the worst thing ever, and George yep. LaRock, nowhere near 60. Right. When I say the risk to under 60 is very small, I mean the fatality risk, the complica- yes. the getting at risk and or it being very bad risk is a bit more than that. It's still, from a raw number standpoint, these are the anecdotes with, hey, I know that guy, or hey, that guy seems healthy. But we don't report on when X player from, from Y League goes to the hospital with pneumonia for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. No, that and by the way, LaRock is uh, asthmatic also. I should I should read that into the record. Okay. I don't know if Baselli had any pre-existing anything. Not sure. Yeah. I believe karmically I should just say and tweet every day, I'm sure this thing's going to kill me. I'm sure this thing's going to kill me. So that way then nobody, when I <laughs> do die, add. can come back. I don't want anyone coming back and dunking on me, you know, if if they perceived me to be somehow dismissive of this, which unfortunately so many people hear what they want to hear in their own filters and they don't listen to actually what is being said. I'm not saying this is not serious. I'm saying what is the plan going forward? What is the level of tolerance? How are you going to negotiate the notion of, yeah, it's potentially bad, but this here and not doing this is also very bad in a lot of other ways. And, you know, sports is just one component of society. Um, it's, of course, our business. It's our livelihood, and it's a huge industry. But uh, everyone's going to have to negotiate that. I just don't know how baseball or the other sports are going to do it. I, I do agree Mike DeCourcy today writes a column, Sporting News, and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a DeCourcy fanboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like him a lot. You like Smarty Mike. He writes well. Um, he says basically uh, – you know, sports should not be folding up seasons. He thinks that that goes against kind of what sports is about, and I echo that. I mean, I, I don't, like, because there's reports that a number of people in the NBA and NHL are, are pressing to say, just fold the season. Like, it's not worth it. It won't be legit. It's too much hassle, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, he's like, no, not now. And I agree. I think, I think the date to fold it all up doesn't come until July 1st. That's the first date that I think you should fold up the NBA and the NHL. Baseball's separate. Let's put them aside. The NBA and the NHL 
can easily just flush the rest of the regular season because there is only, what, 12 games left or something like that? Maybe less in hockey? So you flush the regular season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no big deal. Um, Many of the teams that are already well underwater don't even want to play the rest of the games, so that's easy to do. And then if you start a playoff you know, a playoff in the NBA or the NHL August 1st, and you run it for two months, you might have to truncate some of the series to five games or whatever. That's legitimate. That's great. We'll take that in front of no fans. I speaking for myself, I'd take that in front of no fans and you don't even really impact your following season. Not to a huge extent. You could still then return to your normal schedule. Hockey would be a bit more impacted because they start, what, training camps in September? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, thereabouts, yes. I would, I would say, if I'm these leagues, I would say we have to try to do that. If for no other reason than to take a stand and to say, well, we did it. It was not perfect. You want a championship, here's a banner. You can have a parade. You can have people say it's not legit but it was as legit as could be done that particular year, and we settled it on the ice and on the court. And maybe you even lose a little bit of money with all the extra expenses and precautions and give-backs to the networks and the fans not being there. I'd say do it. As long as it's not a ton of extra money, i say do it anyway. But that's just me. Not everyone agrees. I believe that sports is about perseverance and finding a way, and that should be at the macro level as well as the smaller level. Odell did Beckham see, Jr. is yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Did you Sorry. did you see Windy over the weekend? As in Brian Windhorst talking about the pod idea or the biodome for basketball, and then you know kicking around the Walt Disney World thing, and what he mentioned. And I mean, th- this is this is real. You said I don't know what's right because I I don't know how to find it, but they do have they hopefully find a way. So if the Lakers are grouped in one hotel or one division with three or four other teams and somebody comes down with it on the Lakers and then all of a sudden a small roster is affected, then that division just sort of gets lopped off and isolated because they will all have been exposed. Is that fair? Is that does that qualify under your fairness yeah. idea? And it's it seems like a no it's win. A tough one. Get, no, it's it's that's, that's not you're fair. right. You're right. That's a tough one. Four four three players Zabe should not be listed as out COVID. HIPAA protects folks from that, but like the rest of our rights, that too seems to be suspended. Um, I do believe players are listed as out with ailments such as the flu or pneumonia or other stuff. So is this particular virus sacred that you can't say that they have it? And speaking of, oh, we can't do that. You know, I just saw a tweet. Apple unveils what a coronavirus tracking app would look like. And I said to myself, <laughs> looks like an app I won't be downloading. But good. Let me know how that thing goes. And what's Quick what's break, right text thing, windows open. What's that? What's the right, you know, oh, oh, like our rights. Wasn't the governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia just supported in what he can do? I know a lot of people have issues with oh, our rights, our rights. They can do stuff like this in time of pandemic. You may not agree with it, but I don't think it's. Uh, well, this is going to all these all these measures are going to be challenged. They're being challenged in, in yes. courts across the country, and we'll see what the judges say. And then, if you don't like the outcome, there's going to be political movements to say we got to change this. So Amen. We'll see. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. Three three zero ninety nine Zabe Odell Beckham Jr. is ready for a big season, but. 
is he crazy that he can that he thinks he can recapture his former glory with the Browns? That's next. Don't go away. Now back to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. Odell Beckham Jr. said recently that he expects to have over 90 catches this coming season and 12 touchdowns in a big bounce-back year with the Cleveland Browns. The subject of some really go-nowhere trade rumors uh, before the draft, uh, Beckham could still be, if healthy, and he had hip flexor issues last year, if I recall, that he played with, or was it abdominal issues? Hip and groin, Something and he went was... surgery. He had surgery for it yeah. in January. So, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see it. I mean, I, I think he's a bit of a wackadoo. But what do I care? I, I like his highlights are fun to healthy. watch. Yeah. I mean, just one year, I'd love to see the Browns be this 14-2 and two team that's the talk of the league. Just one year. Just let them get it all together. Let them be super exciting. Let all those years of wasted draft picks finally come home. But I'm not sure I see 90 and 12 for good old Odell Beckham Jr. this year. Hey, I got some audio. You know that uh, documentary on Showtime called In the Water? No. Prince George's County breeds kings in the paint. This tweet from Showtime Sports. It is going to air on the 15th of May. That would be uh, next week. Sounds like. like. Um, Here's a quick clip from Showtime about all the basketball talent. Week from Friday, has delivered. Every summer, just about every day, you know, we was playing outdoors on that blacktop. As soon as I woke up, I was running downstairs and going to the court across the street from my apartment building. We got that competition early Kevin Durant. On. It was very competitive. For me, it was a young kid. Jeff Green. Walking on the court with a bunch of grown men. And you had to go in there and prove to... Oh, it's cool. They got vintage uh, young Jeff Green video and a grainy camcorder there. Love it, man. This is very cool, actually. The older adults that we belong on this court. <laughs> you can virtually ride in, in Walt Williams. any basketball court in many neighborhoods would be packed. I love basketball so much. It was like an amusement Steve park. Francis. You learn something every single day from somebody. First of all, you better get into court early. If you're not there now, Adrian Dantley. You might not play until 11 o'clock. And if you lost the game, you might as well go home. <laughs> we were playing. And it got like too Jones. Dark. There were no lights. Guys that drove would turn their headlights on. <laughs> so we could finish a game. So if you lose and, Demar you, Johnson. and you're not good, you know, they might say you're not playing no more. So that sense of urgency, you know, was always well, there. You fought to the death almost. I mean, there was definitely blood. Game point was going to take 15, 20 minutes. Like, you were going to get fouled. The county definitely gives you a tough edge. Fighting to hold your spot, being able to stay on the court with a bunch of grown men and and holding your own. I mean, everybody would say that's everywhere. But for us, we live by that. That's great. Basketball County in the water on Showtime debuts Friday, May 15th. Good stuff. I think next week we'll try to get on some of the uh, principals there involved in the documentary. That'd be awesome. 
Uh, other people making appearances include uh, Michael Sweetney and, oh, my God, I'm just scrolling through. The late Morgan Wooten yeah. was in there. Uh, you mentioned Mike Jones, Quint Cook of uh, the Warriors and this area. Also, the the executive and associate producers, they, they, they got a lot of people to contribute to make sure that this happened, and I'm sure it's going to be absolutely awesome. Oladipo and KD and Quinn Cook, among many, many others, uh, forked over to have their names attached to this to make sure it got done. Right. Uh, Patrick Ewing told Dan Patrick today that his Dream Team Olympic gold medals were stolen. Damn. What? Don't you think they wouldn't have much value if you're bragging about, I guess they're not personalized. You could say, no, it's not Patrick's. It's his, um, uh, Bill Sisnitsen, the uh, fifth trainer. He got one, and I found it on an auction on eBay. Sorry about Patrick's, though. This is totally not his. What's the market, Scott, on, on collectibles that are rare, that are, like, clearly hot? That's stolen a good somehow. question. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to fencedebay.com. I, oh, it's not coming <laughs> up. Sorry about that. Right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's too bad. But, you know, for a, lot of the, for a lot of athletes, they've got so many things and rings and tokens and tchotchkes and whatnot. We'll talk more about this at 5 o'clock with uh, John Auran from Sports Business Journal. But ESPN Plus, their digital-only offering, subscriber base has risen to 7.9 million in the second quarter. That's up 20% from quarter one. Now, that's small potatoes compared to the bigger picture of ad revenue and uh, everything else involved with actually broadcasting games. But there's one little sliver of... uh, of hope there for ESPN. And then there's this tweet about the KBO last night. It's May 5th, 2020, 1.50 in the morning. I'm watching the KBO and avidly rooting for the Samsung Lions, plus 130, yelling yeah. at Ja Wook Koo for missing a fastball right down the middle. <laughs> Let's get ready to gamble. Let's get ready to gamble indeed. Coming up, DMV Sports Desk with Scott Lynn. Don't forget, you can listen to this show a variety of ways, including on 95.9 FM here in D.C., as well as on the Team 980 app. And we're happy to be on now in Richmond at our ESPN Richmond affiliate, 99.5 FM and 102.7 FM. Scott's update coming in just a minute. The DMV Sports Desk on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. Lynn gets a free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. Start you off with the latest from the major leagues. John Heyman, Baseball Insider, tweeted earlier this afternoon that baseball executives have not brought in the union as far as any particular proposed starting date. And all the stuff we're reading about July 1st could be a little optimistic, Heyman notes. It's not ruled out, but it's also not close to a likelihood. Not yet, anyway. Frank Gore plays on, signs a one-year deal the running back does with the New York Jets, who will be 37 in the middle of this month. Marshawn Lynch, now 34, might be in line for a return to Seattle. If it happens, it happens. If not, he's fine. Eli Manning told SiriusXM this week that Daniel Jones is going to be better Without Manning there, quote, last year it was probably awkward for him, me being there and me being in meeting rooms and the whole dynamic. 
me being gone, he's the quarterback, and he's the guy. Tennis Rafa Nadal says he's just as soon call this season off, look ahead to 2021. Tells reporters he's more concerned with the Aussie Open than with what happens later this year. I think 2020, Nadal says, has been practically lost. DMV weather, cloudy skies, 57 degrees in Silver Spring. Chance of showers tonight, overnight as well, upper 40s. Rain only in the upper 40s for your Wednesday. Everybody checking in a little earlier these days. Kevin Sheehan now 6 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday morning. Doc and Galdi 9 to noon. Be Mitch till 3. Zabe takes you home 3 to 7 weekday afternoons. Brand new schedule on the Team 980, 95.9 FM and the Team 980 app. More of the Zabe Show on this Tuesday. As we continue from the 95.9 FM Team 980 studios, Zabe, back over to you. The uh, loop back and follow up on my question. Poll question of the day at Team 980 on Twitter and at Zabe. What is, in honor of the Fail Mary last night, what is the worst call in NFL history? Holy Roller, Fail Mary, Tuck Rule, or Dez caught it? Currently, Tuck Rule leads at 43%. Raider Nation weighing in. Fail Mary second at 34%. Dez caught at 18 And the Holy Roller at 4% only. So people obviously don't remember it or they don't care or they thought it was sort of in the bounds of, well, yeah. Maybe that's legal. Who knows? Uh, vote now at Zabe at Team 980 and let me know. By the way, uh, text coming in on that front in the first hour, 703. Zabe, I know that Franco Harris is immaculate, recep- decep- immaculate deception. That was what some called it. Did not make the cut for your poll, but here's a message from Jack Tatum from one of my helmets. It's a signed Raiders helmet that says Jack Tatum, number 32. Super Bowls X and X. I did not touch it, meaning Tatum did not touch the ball, which would have nice. made it uh, an illegal catch. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Uh, 202, hell yeah, the tuck rule's a bunch of crap. I'm a Cowboy fan, and Dez definitely caught it. Food for thought, what if Eric Wright had missed the now illegal horse collar tackle on Drew Pearson? Maybe there would not have been a 49er dynasty. Hmm. Yeah, you can go back to a lot of plays and said, you know, and, and say what would have happened if. 804, Zabe on Cinco de Mayo, no love for enchiladas? No, I got a ton of love for enchiladas. The best enchiladas ever made are for my mom. She makes them just the way Stephen likes them. Very plain. No onions. No, no vegetables. In right. There. Cheese, right. sauce, and corn, tortillas. Corn tortilla, corn. Okay. hamburger meat, mm-hmm. uh, cheese on top, and then a delicious red sauce. That's all it is. And it, it puts them in a big casserole dish, a big Pyrex casserole dish. Bakes them side to side like manicotti and, or cannelloni or, you know, pick you, your you, favorite you cut manicotti. It up. Sure. Right. You cut it up, and, and the edge ones have a little crispy edge to them, which is mm. even more delicious. Steve I want them right now. Ready? I love enchiladas, but I don't think enchiladas are part of the big four, to be perfectly honest. 703, Dez was an accurate call under the rules. Boo! Come on! Tuck rule was an accurate call under the rules. The fail Mary and the holy roller were total horseshine. You could call it Dez denied with the X emoji if you want to reduce it to two words. Ah. It's too late. Twitter doesn't let you edit stuff, and I'd have to take it out and put it back in. 
blah, blah, blah. Pittsburgh, Seattle, Super Bowl, offensive pass interference against Seattle negated a touchdown. One of the worst officiated Super Bowls ever. Yes, people talk about Bill Levy, our friend, the now retired Undertaker Scott. Yes, him. That's right. <laughs> Angus Grimm. God, I miss your Bill Levy so much. I miss Bill Levy. Miss you were looking live so much. Amen, brother. Can we just let's take a second here, everybody? If you're driving right now, and I know people are moving around, just pull over to the side of the road, or don't close your eyes unless you're really in traffic. Do we have any traffic nowadays? Is anybody in traffic? Do I need to go to my uh, uh, app here. Let's go to Google yeah, Navigation. Google not Maps. Not nearly what it was is just, the answer. Right, but if you're in traffic right now and you're not moving, I want everyone to close your eyes. And just let's let's dream a little dream with me, shall we? Yeah. In fact, this might be a good bit to do just once a day. Um, what's the song I'm looking for, Scott? Dream a little, little dream. Sure, you can do that. Dream a little dream. Who's that by? Uh, you can get a version from the Mamas and the Papas if you'd like. Dream a little dream. That's a with movie. Me. 1989. Yeah, with uh, what's uh, there's what's something the... from uh, Dirty Dancing. Dream a no, little uh, dream. dancing the dream scene. Dream a little dream. This is movie clips. Uh, dream a little dream movie. Okay. I was fading, but I on. Still craving your kiss. Is this like from the Footloose Three soundtrack? Dream a little dream. Movie clips. Get the one from Mama Cass. Corey Haim is in it. Here we go. And so is Meredith Salinger. Who's the original song by? Uh, I mean, the one. Ah. Here we go. Dream Dream a little dream dream of of me. me. It's a 1931 song. Thank you. Doris Day. But also, Zabe, Mama Cass did it in 68. Very good version. Okay. And Doris Day was. Ella Fitzgerald did it. Quite the heat. Dinah Shore. So here's what I want everyone to do right now. Close your eyes. I want you to imagine September. The coronavirus has been vanquished, almost thoroughly vanquished. Numbers are tiny. Like a boiled bee. We have several frontline effective ways to treat and mitigate it. The NBA and the NHL are up and playing a crazy, truncated playoffs. And the NFL and college football are ready to start again with fans in the stands. You're listening to this show on a Friday afternoon, and we are talking about You Are Looking Live. Giving you referee assignments. Dream that dream with me, people. Fading, but I ah, so beautiful. It's like one of those time life. Uh, remember the music of your grandparents. 1947 Here. was a wonderful year. If you want me to dream your sports dream that will someday come, let me know. Send it to me via email, zabe at yahoo.com, and we'll, we'll enact it. Maybe we'll drop in some sound bites, and we'll just spend once a day dreaming of what will come. 
I know this. I'm dreaming of being in Vegas in early November watching the Masters and NFL football and betting on both at the same time. And with people joining me for Zabe Vegas Fall, a -a once-in-a-lifetime coronavirus experience. That's what I'm dreaming of. Now, we might be encased in plexiglass at the stupid craps table or whatever, but we'll work on that. Mm -hmm. Dream the dream with me, okay? Thank you, Doris. When's a guitar solo on this song? Not in this song. There's, There's violin... There's piano, there's bass, and there's some drum brushes. I bet some people are dreaming of a day this summer, laying in their hammock under the shade of the tree after just having mowed your grass, listening to a baseball game on the radio. It's a beautiful dream. Sweet dream. All right, send in your dreams, and we'll uh, we'll play them out here once a day. We'll make the uh, four. 35 segment, the Dream a Little Sports Dream segment of the show. I like that. (laughs) Five-year-old boy caught driving on Utah Highway was headed to California to buy a Lamborghini. Wait, what? With what? Five-year-old boy (laughs) caught driving. Five. And he had a reason. Apparently his mom, he kept bugging his mom, I want a Lamborghini. Son, you're five. We can't afford a Lamborghini. They're like $120,000. Right. Your mom's a school teacher. What do you, th- no. Uh, mom, can I have a Lamborghini? No. Where's the Can I have a Lamborghini? There? No. And then the kid goes quiet and disappears for a while. And mom's like, that's weird. I wonder where he went. Next thing you know, you look out the driveway and there he goes. <laughs> Cops said that they thought they had come upon a drunk driver in the middle of the day, and when they pulled him over, they were stunned. It was a little kid, five years old. Now, the picture of the kid, and they blurred his face out, but the picture of the kid, it looks like he's about 12, but they swear he was five years old. He's just a big five-year-old. Something tells me that they ought to get him a, a little tiny Lamborghini for kid size, like one of the uh, uh, battery-powered ones, you know, mm-hmm. drive around the driveway kind of thing, if they make them in Lamborghini form. You and I never had those as kids. No, no way. at all. Nowadays, they do. Do you know the PGA <laughs> Tour is today. coming? Do you know the, speaking of dream and a dream, I had no idea about this, and I'm a golf nerd. The PGA Tour is coming back to D.C. next year at TPC Avenel Potomac Farms, and it's going to be the Wells Fargo Championship. Yes. And it's going to be at a great date, which is basically this weekend, May 6th through the 9th. I guess because Quail Hollow is trying to move towards being a major venue because they had the PGA Championship there. They want to get out of the business of hosting the Wells Fargo on a regular basis. Maybe they're getting. Maybe they're going undergoing a renovation. Who knows? But that's huge. That's a great date on the tour calendar. Should get a high number of big name pros. The golf course is tough to walk and watch, but it's a good test for these players. And it's not in the sweltering, miserable heat of late June. 
I'm all about it. The tournament's PR director emailed me out of the blue. I was like, what? We're getting a tour event next year? I had somehow missed that. Let's get it on. Happy days. Just got to look ahead. That's all. Coming up, the Daily Zabe, all the news that matters to me beyond the world of sports, which we're living in now. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show right here on the Team 980 in D.C. and on 99.5 FM and 102.7 FM in Richmond. Now, it's the news that matters to Zabe. Step right up. Step right up. Oh, it's the subject matter I'm sure you're familiar with. Whether it matters to you or not. All that matters is power. This is the Daily Zabe. Brace yourselves, America, for some potential mind-blowing news. On the Team 980 and the team 980com Daily Zabe brought to you by Healthnetics. Get your Healthnetics today. Rest assured you've got a 100% money-back guarantee and 20% off by using promo code TEAM. We start Dateline London. You've got to be kidding me. Neil Ferguson, the lead epidemiologist for the Imperial College, who was the lead sort of voice saying, hey, man, this this COVID thing is going to be really, really bad and predicted upwards of 2.2 million deaths in the United States if nothing was done and almost 500,000 deaths in the U.K. if nothing was done. Neil Ferguson has been caught busting quarantine to have sex with his married neighbor. No! Not possible! Yeah. Yeah. He has resigned from his position at the uh, Imperial College. Now, I'm not saying that his models suck. Some would. <laughs> I'm not saying models are expect to get expect to get super close. All I'm saying is, bro, when you come out with something really scary and you're like, yeah, man, we need to shut stuff down, and you're out there like, we need to social distance, and then you have a married woman travel across London to come be with you and to bow chicka bow bow the the memes from this Scott including stick figures in the sexual positions with arrows of 1.5 meters and other things like wait a minute I don't think this is possible are absolutely hilarious I don't know how somebody was able to uh, crack this case the married woman that he's with she's alright but boy that's gotta be awkward there so I just go to the Costanza rule on this where I'm sure uh, Mr. Ferguson is going to say, should I not have done that? The point, uh, it's come to my attention that you and the cleaning woman have engaged in sexual intercourse on the desk in your office. Is that correct? (laughs) I love George. His eyes, his eyelids blink rapidly. He's thinking and he's stunned. He's like, okay, how do I answer? Who said that? She did. Who said that? She did. He licks his lips like, oh, boy. Was that wrong? (laughs) Should I not have done that? I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing, because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here, that that sort of thing was frowned upon. You know, because I've worked in a lot of offices, and I tell you, people do that all the time. Unbelievable. Do as I say, not as I do. 
you littles adhere to these rules, and I'll just do what I want. That should be Bad form, man. By the way, in 2002, the same guy, Neil Ferguson, predicted between 50,000 people would die from mad cow disease, actual number 177. In 2009, swine flu, he said, 65,000 in the U.K., actual number 457. And his original model with this thing has been uh, way on the high side as well. But then people will say, but that's with no mitigation. That's with no shelter in place. Okay, whatever. We know this, Scott. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Put is undefeated. Pandemics can't stop the undefeatedness of that. No way. Not even for a guy going, I'd love to do this. I'm under a lot of stress right now like everybody. But I can't because... I'm a pretty important guy in this whole thing. Nope, apparently couldn't couldn't back off. He needed his curve flattened, and he got tired of doing <laughs> it himself. Whoa, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Very well said, Scott Lynn. I like that. Uh, Dateline Golf. Apparently, someone has said uh, to Hank Haney, I guess a tour player, I think it's uh, uh, Adam Hadwin, doesn't want to return to the tour if they're going to make players putt with the flag stick in with some sort of retrieval device in order to make it more safe. And somebody said, well, nobody's going to miss you if that's the case. You're some scrub. Nike's going to donate over 30,000 pairs of shoes to healthcare workers. There's already a cool little picture I see of a Nike shoe that looks like it's already designed for hospital workers, healthcare workers that's got all the cushioning in the right places. Uh, that's pretty cool, but good for Nike uh, for doing that. Charles Davis is joining the crew at CBS Sports. He will team up with Ian Eagle yes, to make sir. a formidable number two team, right? To Jimmy nice. Nance and Tony yes. Romo? Yes, sir. I like Davis a lot, and I think Ian Eagle is absolutely one of the best. Remember when Elon Musk said, I'm selling all my houses, will not own a home, in his oh, yeah, perhaps push-induced blaze? Well, mm-hmm. Several of his properties have gone on the market. Of course, I'm looking at how many properties he owns. It's quite a few yeah, I'm sure. in L.A. He just welcomed the birth of his, is it his first child or multiple? Mazel, mazel. Good things. The kid has uh, an interesting name. Elon Musk child name. Yeah, it's some saw mathematical there. formula. I saw this, unless people were joking. Uh, his girlfriend is named Grimes. We went through this. She's a right, yes, the Canadian musician singer, from exactly. Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, baby's name is XAEA12. Yeah, A minus 12. Sure. AE is Ash. So it may be pronounced that way, but X. AEA12 quickly became a became a trending topic on Twitter. Uh, it'll be his seventh kid, by the way. He had six with his ex-wife, Justine Wilson. It is his first with Ms. Grimes. He put a, a he sent out a picture of the baby and he put some fake tattoos, photoshopped them on there. Of One of them did. says savage. Savage under her eyelid. <laughs> okay. I'll look for that license plate at Disney World. AE. What is it? A X A E A dash twelve. Are yep. there any rules? Oh, by the way, on naming your children. Meaning, will the state officially recognize a dash, 
or an oddball character or right. something else. I have no idea. And, and do they call it X for short? Do they call it license plate? Because that's what this name looks like. No, no. Um, and then there's this. The social media craze du jour is the pee your pants challenge. Oh, I already did yes. that today in the studio. Oh, well, record it, because if you didn't record it and oh. put it on the internet, you didn't do the challenge. Just people looking stupid into the mirror, filming themselves, peeing, in peeing their, their pants. pants including the girls that want to get into this. Yeah. Scott, these are our future bosses. These are our future leaders. When we're on the porch retired... On our tiny fixed income after this financial tsunami, we're going to say to ourselves, don't worry. This generation, the generation that brought you the pee-your-pants challenge, they're in charge. They've got the world by the tail. We're in good hands. Coming up, Johnny Auran, Sports Business Journal. He's up next. You're listening to The Zane.